Hello, everybody. I hope you're enduring the dogs of war and uh, the stress that's being put upon humanity as the head dog is getting ready to make his appearance with a peace agreement. In the meantime, we have to suffer through their war against humanity, and that's where we're at, folks. So I hope you're staying strong. I hope you're staying in the scriptures, and I hope you're realizing that our victory is around the corner. It is not far away. Evil will grow and grow and grow, and when it is finally reached its peak, when that snowball of evil has hit the bottom of the mountain, it will be cast down forever, Scripture says. So we have here in chapter 40, uh, the miseries in a man's life, in a woman's life, and the reward of the unrighteous and the fruit of true dealing. And uh, again, there we have in 17, a virtuous wife and an honest friend and how it rejoices the heart, but the fear of the Lord is above all. And then we go into the miserable life of being a beggar. Okay? And uh, some people are shameless about that here in the wisdom of Shirak. So here it is, Ecclesiastes chapter 4040. Oh, 11 more to go, right? Verse 1. Great travail is created for every man, and an heavy yoke is upon the sons of Adam from the day that they go out of their mother's womb till the day that they return to the mother of all things. Okay? And that's a reference of going back to dust. All right? In a similitude there, in as the mother of all things, and that would be back dust to dust. In two, it says, their imagination of things to come and the day of death trouble their thoughts and cause fear the of heart from him that sitteth on a throne of glory and... Uh, from him that sitteth on a throne of glory unto him that is humbled in earth and ashes. All right? So there are travails to be had in this world. So uh, we are just getting our portion here, folks. It's quite an honor to be able to go into this tribulation together. It's an honor. It's a privilege. And we should be thanking God for that. But notice here, it, <clears throat> it doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor. There is this uh, stress. And uh, in Second Esdras, Christ says that uh, he's well aware of the plight that we all have to go through. And uh, look at the reward if we do what's right in his sight. In 4, it says, from him that wearieth. From him that weareth purple and a crown unto him that is clothed with a linen frock, wrath and envy 
trouble, and unquietness, fear of death, and anger, and strife, and in the time of rest upon his bed, his night sleep do change his knowledge. Okay, now there's some of these things here, if you are truly in the Holy Ghost, that is a great shield of these things, that is a great covering of the wings of the Holy Ghost. For example, you shouldn't be fearing death. You should be fearing only God Almighty. So if you just have that fear of the Lord, and fear of him that can cast your soul into hell. That is a great armor that we have here against all this. But this is just a general uh, statement. And it kind of harmonizes with uh, uh, Ecclesiastes. And that is that uh, we all have to go through our trials and tribulations here. Uh, again, the saint is being refined in the... Uh, this um, adversity that's being put in, put down on him that's sharpening his spiritual sword for him as we go through uh, time here into the uh, 2,300-day tribulation, week of years. We're surely getting our part of this plight of humanity. In 6, it says, A little or nothing is his rest and Afterward, he is in his sleep as in a day of keeping watch, troubled in the vision of his heart as it were escaped out of a battle. Okay, so here you're uh, sleeping not good, you're sleeping light, and yet there can be some dreams here, I think, in this statement. What do you think? Yeah, you're having bad dreams about everything here, see? And uh, so this is just the, uh, the steps that have to be taken. We have to get to heaven. We got to get through what God has given us to go through here. Right, this is just a general statement about all people, whether they know the Lord or not. In 7, it says, When all is safe, he awakeneth and marveleth that the fear was nothing. Okay, so now, see, some of this is just plain paranoia in this case. All right, you, you, if a wicked person, they run when no one's chasing. That spirit of fear will attract fallen angels. And we're taught to never fear anything except for God Almighty. That's where we, that's where we need to be, all right? In eight, it says, such things happen unto all flesh, both man and beast, and that is sevenfold more upon sinners. Okay, there we go. So they don't have a, uh, a protection in this because uh, Satan loves that spirit of fear. In fact, the rituals and the training programs that they're uh, knights of the round table, little K, <laughs> that they go through are um, there to create the spirit of fear in them. All right, so they uh, seek that out many times to attract their uh, cronies in the spiritual world. They're a fallen angel 
demonic creatures love this spirit of fear. And it's uh, done in their rituals, too. Nine, death and bloodshed, strife and sword, calamities, famine, tribulation, and the scourge. These things are created for the wicked, and for their sakes came the flood. And that goes right back to the days of Noah. And we're uh, blessed enough to be going into the second part of that. And it's going to be a whole lot more beautiful on the other side of this uh, fire and brimstone in the tribulation. Oh, my. Think of that new Jerusalem. Now, uh, Noah and the eight and the sons there, the eight people, uh, they didn't have the uh, great new Jerusalem to look forward to on the other side. They had Nimrod and uh, Babylon that were going to come out of the pits of hell. So they had they, they still had their uh, travail going on there. But we have the New Jerusalem. That's our goal. That's where we'll be out there, saints. It says in 11, all things that are of the earth shall turn to the earth again, and that which is of the waters doth return into the sea. Okay, so that's the flesh and uh, the spirit. Our spirit is going to go back to God who gave it to us that we borrowed that, that Holy Ghost from him. But not the sinners. No, 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 no. They're going down, baby. Down that pit. 12, it says, All bribery and injustice shall be blotted out, but true dealing shall endure forever hear that there's your good works folks that's right the lord sees all of our works uh, the evil's written down for judgment day and the good lord will in no wise miss any of our good works that we do in 13 it says the goods of the unjust shall be dried up like a river and shall vanish with noise like a great thunder in rain. Okay, so there they go. There go the ten unseen merchant kings, and one day all their silver and rusty um, treasure shall be worthless. It'll be gone forever. 14. While he openeth his hand, he shall rejoice. So shall transgressors come to naught. So again, we're looking at Judgment Day here in 14. God's going <laughs> to God's going to strike them down. We're about to see that, folks. We are really 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 blessed. Uh, I know the dogs of war are ugly and that head dog there that antichrist who is alive and unwell he is slapping the saints around however we have the great protector and nobody's going to undo that folks here's more on this subject on this dividing between the godly and the ungodly the children of the ungodly shall not bring forth many branches but are as unclean roots 
up on a hard rock, okay? Now everybody understands the roots, and this is a, this seed here, this planet is the, uh, not only their uh, ploy in the spiritual world, okay, with Lucifer, also their genetic offspring here are going to be cast away forever. That day's coming. <laughs> That's a guarantee in our scriptures. So, and the ungodly seed that, uh, and the ungodly branch and the roots that are feeding the ungodly is going to disappear forever. The weed growing upon every water and bank of a river shall be pulled up before all grass. Okay, now here he's using grass and weeds as a similitude of the good and the bad, like uh, the goats versus the sheep and the right versus the left. Here, here is that separating plumb line come down to earth. Um, the harvesters, the angels know exactly who is who. All right, there's be no mistakes made. 17, bountifulness is as a moist, fruitful garden, and mercifulness endureth forever. Once again, you have the Holy Ghost. You do what's right in the sight of the Lord, and Jesus Christ will never, ever forget your good deeds that you've done within the will of the Holy Ghost here in 17. In 18, to labor and to be content with that a man hath is a sweet life, but he that findeth a treasure is above them both. And that treasure, <laughs> that is a spiritual treasure that's so valuable here, folks. It just has to be. All right, now, uh, Paul talked about to be content with the roof over your head and clothes on your back. That, that's all you need for life. Don't be one of these monsters that can't stop being greedy to gain. And I don't think this is treasure hunting at all. This is treasure hunting for the gift of the Holy Ghost is what I think it is. How about you table people? They say yes. Okay, children and the building of a city continue a man's name but a blameless wife is counted above them both so notice this notice the beauty of having uh, uh, the uh, people around you with each other that know Jesus Christ here all right and the husband and wife is no different all right so there's that um, okay and 20 Wine and music rejoice the heart, but the love of wisdom is above them both. So how about that? Again, we're going back as we discuss all these things in the spiritual and the carnal world, and we harmonize it and use symbols here uh, to describe it all in a very poetic manner, but yet plain speaking. This is a joy. Now, wine and music we know go together. That's a, a, a feast. But yet, there is this wisdom and understanding that go, that'll go with you right into the New Jerusalem, folks. How do we like that? We love that, don't we? All right, more on the music here. It says in 21, the pipe and the palstery make 
sweet melody, but a pleasant tongue is above them both, okay? So we're going back many times. We get the wisdom and understanding from someone else's uh, comments or reading. And uh, so there we go with that. 22, thine eye desireth favor and beauty, but more than both, corn while it is green. Okay, there it is. It's not rotting on the vine here. Okay, uh, we, we seek favor, and uh, we love beauty, and we love the, uh, um, the wisdom and understanding that goes to the heart. But notice how this is not harvest time yet. This is still green here. All right, so there's that. A friend and companion never meet amiss. But above both is a wife with her husband, period. Again, there's the beauty of it all. The beauty of wisdom and understanding. And here, the unity of the family and both of these uh, individuals pulling together. Uh, 24 brethren and help are against time of trouble. But alms shall deliver more than both than them both okay all right so what we're saying there is the good deeds that have been uh stored up in heaven uh the angels all write down all the sin of the sinner and they also are keeping track of all the good deeds here the help of the helpless the helping the the fatherless the widow and the the person that's ailing, that's sick, that can't help you, uh, helping to uh, give some alms to the poor somehow, um, to help the imprisoned, all that is your alms. And uh, the Lord will be your protector here, is what this amounts to. Okay, so there's that one. All right, in 25, gold and silver make the foot stand Sure, but counsel is esteemed above them both. Yeah, you can have gold and silver and be a dummy, okay? And that's no good. That's not going to, that's not, eventually that's going to not help you at all. 26, riches and strength lift up the heart, but the fear of the Lord is above them both. There is no want in the fear of the Lord and it needeth not to seek help, okay? Once again, the fear of the Lord is this beginning of all wisdom and understanding. It's a love fear here, okay? Now, this one here is uh, out of Isaiah 4, 15. And uh, remember one thing as we have the symbol back here in 22, uh, that this is a great garden, symbolically, that, uh, that the, the branch and the, the seed and the fruit and all that, all that is this symbol for God's kingdom, all right? And we are the uh, building blocks of that kingdom. We're part of that new Jerusalem temple 
Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and the foundations, the 12 foundations, and there we are. We are an unchiseled stone in that great temple of God, but yet it's symbolized many times by, in the 22, the corn, uh, and here we're a fruitful garden, okay? In fact, uh, uh, they, they have a nickname for Christ. They call him the Great Gardener, all right? And uh, I don't use that, but I've heard people use that. Okay, it says in 27, The fear of the Lord is a fruitful garden, and covereth him above all glory. All right. And again, we're talking about spiritual fruit here. We're not talking about plowing. There's a time to plow physically on the earth. But it's just like the green corn there on the stock. It isn't harvest time, and that's the spiritual harvest. Here we have the full garden, the fruitful garden. And that fruit is to be harvested. And, uh, folks, another thing, we're not just a building block, but we're a piece of fruit. We're a piece of treasure. We're a diamond to the Lord. There's another part of Isaiah. It says God's coming back to uh, gather his jewels, and those jewels aren't stones. No, it's a living soul that the lover of souls is going to harvest. All right, is that clear? Okay. 28, my son, lead not a beggar's life, for better it is to die than to beg. How about that from old, old grandpa there? The life of him that dependeth on another man's table is not to be counted for a life, for he polluteth himself with other men's meat. But a wise man, well-nurtured, will beware thereof. And part of that is being willing to work. <laughs> There's nothing worse than a sluggard. A sluggard is hurting himself, and he will sting everybody around him. He just will. Because he's lazy. Laziness is against God. We have, And I don't care what our condition is. We can be flat on our back like old grandma you know, at 90 years old, flat on her back, and still made fruit for the Lord. Still planted seeds, all right, all the way to when she was called up. All right, now here is the unshameful beggar out here. This, this is the person that parks their car and walks across the block and sits over there and starts begging, all right? They're, they're a fake. But anyway... In 30, the last verse of the day here, it says, Begging is sweet in the mouth of the shameless, but in his belly there shall burn a fire. Okay, that's an ouch. All right, so uh, he's not condemning the poor, because this wisdom of Chirac has been talking about the poor. But you don't willfully and lazily become poor. And I'm not saying that everyone does that. That's certainly not true. The Lord said not to look down on the poor, to help the poor and the widow and the helpless here. But again, here's the type here that is not ashamed to beg. And uh, they can, they'll drive off in their caddy when they're done for the day sometimes here. That's what we've seen. 
Okay, folks, I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for studying. Bye-bye.